Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. The old the old. Ra- It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 87 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. And today is Hump Day Happy Hour, so that means two back-to-back episodes of a classic comedy radio show. And those shows are the March 14, 1937 and May 7, 1939 broadcasts of the Jack Benny program. The show is one of the longest and most successful radio programs in history running from 1932 to 1955, and featuring just about every celebrity in Hollywood of its day at one time or another. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. J-E-L-L-O The Jell-O Program, coming to you from the Grand Ballroom of the Hotel Pierre, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Abe Lyman and his orchestra. The orchestra opens a program with you from the great Ziegfeld. They say that time is money, and if you want to save both time and money, serve Jell-O for dessert. Jell-O is easy to make, easy to take, a good-looking, good-tasting, inexpensive dessert that you can make in just a jiffy. Your whole family will go for Jell-O's refreshing true fruit taste. And remember that genuine Jell-O brings you that extra-rich fruit flavor, flavor that comes from fresh, ripe fruit. So brighten up your dinner table some night soon. Serve a great gleaming dish of colorful Jell-O. It looks so attractive, it tastes so good, and costs so little. Ask your grocer for Jell-O tomorrow. But be sure you get the real thing. Accept no substitutes. Insist on the one and only genuine Jell-O. We bring you a fellow who is a big man in Hollywood, a giant in Waukegan, but just another actor in New York, Jack Benny. Hello again, this is Jack Benny coming to you from the Grand Ballroom of the Hotel Pierre. And listen, Don, I'm not such a small guy in New York either. Well then, Jack, how come they won't even let you broadcast from the NBC studios? First you're at the Waldorf Astoria, now the Pierre. Well, it's because NBC is crowded, that's why. Well, uh, how long are you going to stay in New York, anyway? Until we run out of hotel. (laughs) I've been hanging around so many ballrooms, I feel like a chandelier. (laughs) Of course, there's a certain amount of class and prestige broadcasting from a place like this. Uh, Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes. On behalf of the management of the Hotel Pierre, I bid you welcome and trust that the broadcasting facilities here are satisfactory. They certainly are. Now, if there's anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to call upon me. Well, thank you. Is there anything I can do for you? Yes, don't mingle with the guests. (laughs) Hmm. 
That's what I get for slumming on the avenue. <laughs> anyway, Don, it's still a distinction to be able to do our program from here. Not every entertainer would be granted that privilege, particularly one that I know of. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's that, Jack? Well, I don't want to mention any names, but I don't see how Harry Von Zell can laugh at him every Wednesday night. Oh, Von Zell, that announcer. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jack, what product do they sell, anyway? Nothing you can put sliced bananas on. Oh, uh, by the way, Jack, uh, did you hear Alan call you a bully last Wednesday? Benny the bully, Benny the bully. Well, it's better than being a scaredy cat. Alan is a scaredy cat, Alan is a scaredy cat. How do you know? Oh, Don, he's an awful baby. Imagine a grown man taking ether when he gets a manicure. (laughs) Anyway, I don't want Alan's name mentioned anymore on this program. From now on, if you have to refer to him, just call him Boo. That's good enough for me. <laughs> Boo Allen, that's a silly name. Well, it fits the character. Hi, you Don. Hello, Jack. Oh, Hello, Mary. Where have you been? I was out with Boo in Portland Hoffa. Oh, you were, eh? Well, I should think you'd select your company a little more carefully. Of course, Portland's all right, but I'd watch out for Boo. You know, Jack, he asked me if you really played the boo on your violin. That's the B, and don't overdo it. <laughs> anyway, let's change the subject. All right. Jello is not only economical, but it's easy to make. And remember, it tastes twice as good as ever before. Yeah, now let's change the subject again. Okay, uh, surely. Jack, where's Kenny? Oh, Kenny, he had to go to Hollywood to finish his picture. Uh, but he'll be back again next week, Don. You know, Jack, I just got the cutest telegram from Kenny. Oh, then he must have arrived there. What does he say? Uh, right? He says that... Wait a minute, here it is. Oh. Hmm. Arrive home safely, weather excellent, trip pleasant, bus comfortable. Oh, he motored back, I see. Uh, scenery was beautiful in Pennsylvania, especially when we passed through Boo Town. Boo Town? He means Allentown. Oh, I see. Uh, he must have read my thoughts. Uh, go on, Mary. Right now, I'm listening to the program, and I certainly miss me. Oh. Uh, you would never know Hollywood. It has changed a lot in two weeks. I can't even find my house, and the Paramount studio has changed its name to Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch? Where's that wire from, Mary? Uh, St. Louis. I thought so. <laughs> what a dope. Imagine getting off at St. Louis. Read on, Mary. Uh, P.S. Hmm, P.S. and a telegram. Uh, I just found out that I'm in St. Louis instead of Hollywood. Boy, are they mixed up. <laughs> well, that serves me right for letting him take that trip alone, Say, Jack. Yeah. Oh, hello, Abe. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Can I talk to you a minute? Sure, Lyman. What is it? Listen, Jack. I heard some pretty bad reports about me on last Sunday's program. You did? Why, I thought you were great, didn't you, Don? Why, certainly you were swell, Abe. Oh, I don't mean my music, but my friends all seem to think that you made me sound like a pretty tough guy. (laughs) But, Abe, we were only kidding. Well, I'm sensitive. (laughs) Oh, Oh. Gee, Jack, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a mug or a tough egg or anything. I'm considered a gentleman. Well, I'm terribly sorry, Abe, really. Well, don't do it again or I'll kick your teeth out. (laughs) Oh, you will. Are you going to take that from him, Jack? Well, I'd fix him, but I don't want to be known as a bully. Especially without teeth. (laughs) That's gratitude for you. Say, Don, why do I always have trouble with orchestra leaders? What have I done to deserve those constant threats of violence? Am I a magnet that attracts the brutality in my throat? A football to be kicked around from pillar to goalpost? 
Why must I be eternally ducking behind a microphone? I don't know. Why? While I'm thinking of an answer, the orchestra will play I Got Rhythm. Play, Lyman. I wish Freddie Bartholomew had an orchestra. I'd tell him something. played by Abe Lyman and his musical Muscle Man. I don't know, Abe, how can your musician be so tough and play so sweetly? I feed him raw meat and cream puffs. Oh, I see. And anyhow, I... Now, listen, uh, Abe, I don't want to argue about anything. I'm too tired. I was up all night uh, doing some last-minute work on my income tax. Income tax? Yeah. Why, Don and I saw you at the start club last night with a blonde. Well, she was helping me. <laughs> the way she ate, you could put her down as a dependent. Mary, blondes aren't deductible. You know, Jack, yeah. I'm glad I live in California where there's no income tax. Why, Mary, the federal tax applies to California the same as any other state. That's funny. I never paid one. You didn't? Well, didn't you get any letters from the government? Yeah. See, I thought it was fan mail. I sent him a picture. <laughs> well, you better file a tax report right away or you'll be doing a guest appearance on the Leavenworth Hour. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? Huh? I like it. Hmm. You better get after it, though, Mary, really. Fine romance with no cheesecake. Hello, friend. Hello, Cliff. How are you? Well, well, I feel like a million dollars, and on that I don't have to pay tax. 
Well, Slap, I really didn't expect you tonight. Jack, so soon when I heard Kelly Baker wasn't coming up here, I came up to offer my services to give you an audition. Oh, really? Are you a singer? That's me, Ding Slapperman. So you're a singer. Well, that's news to me. Uh, whose uh, band did you sing with? Goyle Lombardo. Goyle? What a snappy band of rhythm boys. Wow. Oh, the Lombardo. Say, listen, I've listened to them a lot of times, but I never heard your voice. Oh, do they play loud? <laughs> well, Slap, tell me, what kind of songs do you sing? And mostly sentimental. Like oh. Home on the Ranch, Shoes and Saddle. And there's an old swimming pool in the parlor. Swimming pool? That spinning wheel, you dope. Hey, Jack. What? Jack, what's the matter with that Lyman? Oh, you know how temperamental musicians are, especially band leaders. Hmm, Lyman, our band leader. A brush you should have on the end of that stick. Let you said it. Pipe down, Schlepperman. Uh, look, 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 what's talking. Look at them. He works two weeks and already he's a foreman. Don't worry about him. Well, Schlepperman, it was very nice of you to offer your services, but I've already asked Mary to sing a number. Oh, I don't want to sing tonight. Oh, come on, Mary. I'll tell you what. If you sing a chorus, I will too. Uh, you're not offended, are you, Schlepp? Why, certainly not. I'm sorry you made the trip for nothing. Who made it for nothing? I sold nine suits in the lobby. <laughs> Fine romance, this past Sit down, Slap. Mary's going to sing. Come on, Mary. Would you both like to hear? Okay, would you? Would you folks like to hear Mary sing? Would you like to hear her sing a song? There you are, you see? Now you'll have to go through with it, Mary. Hit it, Abe. my chorus, and I dedicate it to Don Wilson. Come on, boys. You say the darndest thing, Wilson, but oh, you're so doggone cute with it all. Ha-cha-cha. You're always out to sell jello in winter, spring, or summer, or fall. Good, isn't it? You always say strawberry. You always say rad. You always say cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. You nearly drive me nuts. 
Wilson. But oh, you so don't go cute with it all. What's that noise out there? What is that? What is that? Hey, what's going on in here? I heard that disturbance outside. Now, whoever's manipulating that fog on in here has got to cut it out. Well, well, as I live and regret that there are no locks on the door. If it isn't Boo Allen. Now, listen, Allen, what's the idea of breaking in here in the middle of my singing? Singing? Yes. Now, listen, Betty. I didn't mind it when you scraped that overnight bag two weeks ago <laughs> and called that playing the bee. Yeah. But when you stand here tonight and set that whooping cough to music <laughs> and call that singing, you're going too far. Oh, you didn't like it, huh? Like it? Why, you make Andy Devine sound like Lawrence Tibbet. <laughs> Now, look here, Alan. I don't care what you say about my singing or my violin playing on your own program. But when you come up here, be careful. After all, I've got listeners. Keep your family out of this. <laughs> listen. My family, my family likes my singing and my violin playing, too. Your violin playing? Yeah. You're using the verb loosely, Mr. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Why, uh... <laughs> Why, if I was a horse, if I was a pony even, yeah. and found out, found out that my tail, <laughs> found out that any part of my tail was being used in your violin bow, I'd hang my head in my oat bag from then on. <laughs> Well, you listen to me, you Wednesday night hawk. Another crack like that, and Town Hall will be looking for a new janitor. Why? Why, you fugitive from a Ripley cartoon? <laughs> I ought to bend your nose around until if you want to smell anything, you'll have to curb it. <laughs> you lay a hand on me. Slip. You lay a hand on me. <laughs> Anything we'll say accidentally will be better than the script. <laughs> okay, you lay a hand on me, Benny, and you'll be hollering strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and health. <laughs> oh, listen to that smile of beauty. Keep this up, Alan, and I'll ask Don Wilson to fall on you. When a Wilson falls on you, you know what that means. Huh? Oh, boy, press ham. That a girl, Mary, that's a honey. Quiet, coward. Coward? Hmm? Yes, coward, and she doesn't mean that English entertainer, Noel. I... Now, Alan, I'm up here attending to my own business. There's no place to settle our private affairs. How did you get in here without a pass? I made one at the door, man, and you're next. <laughs> Oh, I am, eh? Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, don't fight here, please. Why don't you go over to the Medicine Square Garden? You keep out of this, you little squirt. <laughs> uh, from now on, your wife will be having both ends of the herring. <laughs> well, goodbye, Jackie boy. Take it easy. <laughs>
There goes Schlepperman. I wish you'd follow him out. Listen, cowboy, why didn't you stay out in Hollywood where you don't belong? Because I heard you were coming out there to make a picture, that's why. You ought to do very well, Mr. Allen, now that Boris Karloff is in England. Well, I saw your last picture, Lionel Benny. Yes. Until you made a picture, nobody knew what a lull looked like on celluloid. <laughs> and maybe you didn't start bank night, but you've certainly kept it going. Oh, yeah? Well, three states are waiting for your picture to be released. They're going to use it instead of capital punishment. <laughs> wow! That's telling him, Jack. Who's that Paul Bearer? Stick him, Lyman. Look what's going to make a picture. Fred Allen, the great... I suppose Gable and Taylor are losing a lot of sleep right now. Not if they're listening to this broadcast. <laughs> what a witty retort. Where are you going to live in Hollywood, Mr. Allen? At the ostrich farm? I may. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Mary? He'll show those birds how to lay eggs. <laughs> Mary, that was marvelous. I'm going to kiss you for that. Then I take it back. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, she'd rather kiss an ostrich, and so would I. <laughs> Well, Alan, what, this gone a little too far. I didn't mind a little mudslinging now and then, but when you make those kind of remarks, it means fight where I come from. You mean your blood would boil if you, uh, had any? Yeah. <laughs> and I've got just enough to resent that. Mr. Allen, I come from the West. I'm a hard-boiling, two-fisted <laughs> he-man. And you step out in the hallway. <laughs> I'm ready to settle this little affair man to man. You're here. This will be the last number of the last program on any Jell-O series. Next week, the Jell-O program starring Mary Livingston. Come on, Alan. You want to go through with this? I didn't come up here to get your autograph. Now, listen, Alan. I'll give you just one more chance to apologize. Apologize? Why, I'll knock you flatter than the first eight minutes of this program. Hold on there, Alan. Who touches a hair on Jack's gray head has to find it first. Who said that? Barbara Livingston. Never mind that. Come on, Alan. Get us away. Play, Lyman. Sorry, now I sold my rowing machine.
Hallelujah from Hit the Deck, played by the orchestra, with Abe Lyman at the baton, and Benny and Alan at each other's throats out in the hallway. And the winner will tell his version on his own program next Wednesday night. Oh, now, I don't know about that. Jack can certainly take care of himself. It's Alan he has to worry about. Gee, I hope nothing's happened to either one of them, especially Jack. Well, they're both pretty husky, although Jack did look just a little bit worried. Oh, Jack doesn't care whether he wins or not. He's got a do bill on a hospital. <laughs> Here they come now. <laughs> Gosh, Freddie, those were the days, weren't they? <laughs> You're a car, Jackie. Remember that time in Toledo when you walked into the magician's dressing room and stole his pigeons? <laughs> Do I? Say, they tasted pretty good, didn't they, Fred? <laughs> the bones I got did certainly did. Say, <laughs> hey, Freddie, you remember the guy in the show with us who used to take in washing on the side? You know, the guy that did our laundry? Say, what's uh, Ben Bernie doing now? <laughs> He's got a band, you know, Ben Bernie and all the suds. <laughs> Say, we didn't Leading make much up. money in those days, Freddie, but we did get a lot of laughs. We certainly we? did, until we uh, walked on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Jack. Yes, Freddie. Uh, what happened to the uh, fight? What fight? Say, Freddie, remember that time in South Bend, Indiana, when you were going with Forty? Oh, hey, uh, no kidding, fellas. What happened to that fight? Why, Don, we were never serious about that. And how did you get that black eye? Oh, this. Well, I was writing a letter. Yes, I accidentally dotted his eye, Mary. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Freddie. I slapped you more than you did me. Look at your wrist. It's all red. Well, I made you say uncle, unquote, when I pulled your hair. <laughs> uncle isn't the word, unquote, but let it go. <laughs> Say, Fred, Fred, uh, here's a package you dropped on your way out to the hall. Oh, yes, that's a box of candy I was going to give Jack. Oh, Freddie. Candy, can I have a piece? Sure, but take the square ones, Mary. The round ones have got cement in them. <laughs> I see. And by the way, Fred, when you get home with that box of flowers I sent you, it's still ticking. Just put it in water. I will. <laughs> I will, and thanks for the tip, Jack. Oh, gee, this candy is well. Have a piece, Jack? Mmm. Say, this is good chocolate, wonderful flavor. What's it filled with, Freddie? I pan it. Oh. <laughs> well, I was going to brush my teeth anyway. I might as well eat well, it. Well, Jack, I've got to go now. I've, I've got a lot of work to do on my own program. Okay, Fred. Well, thanks for your kind visit and apologies. What apologies? Never mind. Let's not start that again. Before you go, Fred, I want to tell you that I didn't mind one thing you said about me during our feud. You didn't? Why not, Jack? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. You said the darndest thing, Freddy. But you were so doggone cute with it all. You said the meanest things, you're wacky. Riding high, but you're due for a fall. I owe you some words. You said I was bloodless. You said I was tight. You insulted my fiddling. A rootin' tootin' rootin' tootin' hot We said the darndest thing, Paldy. But oh, we were so doggone cute with it all. And now we're friends. Well, Fred, I didn't know you could sing that good. Thanks, Jack. Well, I, uh, I've i got to leave you now. And, oh, by the way, Mr. Lyman. Yes, Fred. Now, listen, Tuppy. You, uh, you lay off of my pal, Jack Benny. That's a hint. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Come on, Fred. Come on. Well... 
Well, play, Lyman, and watch your step. You heard what Alan said. Why, you little sawed-off punk, I'll take you and oh, take Fred, you from Fred, Fred, Freddy! Freddy! Patrick's Day is only three days away, so you better begin now to get together your shamrocks and Irish colors. And here's a jello dessert that has the touch of color in keeping with the occasion called Emerald Fruit Cup. You make it this way. Just dissolve one package of lime jello in one pint of hot water and then pour into a shallow pan. Chill until firm and then cut the jello into cubes. Arrange the cubes of lime jello in sherbet glasses alternating with grapefruit sections. Serve plain or for a distinctive touch, pour over each portion three or four tablespoons full of ginger ale. Refreshing lime jello with juicy grapefruit. It's a grand combination to start a dinner with and equally delicious as dessert. Serve emerald fruit cup for your St. Patrick's Day dinner, but be sure you make it with genuine lime jello. For lime jello, like all of Jell-O's six delicious flavors, has that extra rich fruit taste. Ask for Jell-O by name and look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. This is the last number of the 24th program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night broadcasting from New York City. And, Mary, I want to tell you your song was swell. Thanks. Say, Jack, are you really glad that you made up with Fred Allen? Certainly I am. Why? Well, now I won't have to listen to his program to hear what he's saying about me. <laughs> Good night, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. J-E-L-L-O 
The Jell-O Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Kenny Baker, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with Sing My Heart. Ladies and gentlemen, there are certain words which seem to have a fine, dependable sound, and I think the word genuine is one of them. The dictionary says genuine, real, true, pure, having the character it is claimed to have as a genuine signature. Well, Jell-O measures up to every one of these claims, and the name Jell-O is a genuine signature. For that name is a trademark. It's the property of General Foods, and it tells you here is the real thing. If you hear any other gelatin dessert called Jell-O, that's incorrect, for there is no other Jell-O. So whenever you order Jell-O, always order it by name, whether it's from your grocer or in a restaurant. And this is National Restaurant Week, the week of May 8th to May 14th. So when you're dining out, order Jell-O for dessert. Just remember to enjoy Jell-O's delicious, extra-rich flavor, as tempting as the real fruit. Be sure to insist by name on genuine Jell-O. played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, that spring is here and well underway, tonight we bring you a big dose of sulfur and molasses, Jack Benny. Thank you. Thank you. Jello again, this is tough to take Benny coming to you, so hold your nose, folks, and swallow hard. Ain't I awful? You know, Don, we can laugh now about sulfur molasses, but when I was a kid, I hated that stuff, didn't you? Well, I sure did. Gee, I remember every time my mother gave it to me, I used to go, ugh. Ugh? Yeah. Oh, sometimes I'd go, ish. But as a rule, I'd stick to, ugh. It was a colloquial expression in Waukegan. Well, yeah. tell me, Jack, did you say, ugh, for cod liver oil, too? Ugh, for cod liver oil? Heavens no, Don. For cod liver oil, the correct ejaculation is brrrr Nagasaki. <laughs> I, uh, I remember that distinctly. Well, that's about the silliest routine I've ever heard. I'm getting out of here before the wagon pulls up. <laughs> well, you're a fine one to criticize, Mr. Harris, with that baby talk of yours. What baby talk? I heard you on the air last night singing The Three Little Fishes. Top to the mama fitty top if you tan and the fam and the fam wide over the dam. Whee! Now, wait a minute. You should have heard him, folks. Boop, boop, did him, dot him, wad him. You know, Phil, just because you drink like a fish, you don't have to act like one. Imagine a big gawk like you singing twee itty fishies. Hmm? Well, why shouldn't I? It's a very popular song and it's sweeping the country. It is, eh? Yes, and I did watts and watts of wee twist to ting. <laughs> oh, ooh, do. Well, listen, Phil, don't ting it in here if you want to teep your job. I'm getting tick and tired of you towing off all the time. Well, I don't care about my job here anyway. I'm in pictures now and doing swell. And if you want to know something, I'm even trying to get rid of my orchestra. Oh, you are, eh? Well, Phil, for your information, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, do not dump orchestra in ash can until you are out of same. <laughs> I found that in a rice cookie. 
Well, you better stick to radio, Phil, you and your twee itty fishies. Oh, tut it out. Tut it out. Tut it out yourself and tut up. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, kitties. Can an adult get in this conversation? I think so. Say, Mary, did you ever hear Phil do that baby song, Three Itty Fishies? Sure, I was over at the Wilshire Bowl the other night and saw him do it. Everybody stopped dancing to watch him. Got plenty of laughs, didn't I, Mary? Who wouldn't with those diapers you were wearing? <laughs> oh, oh, dressing for the part, eh? Yeah, and you want to know something, Jack? What? Our maestro is knock-kneed. Knock-kneed? <laughs> Hey, I didn't know that. Oh, she's ribbon, Jack. I ain't knock-kneed. Go on. You couldn't get a piece of dental floss between those knobs. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So the big movie star is knock-kneed. That's rich. Quiet, hoop legs. <laughs> Mary, we were discussing Phil. Anyway, we've got a long play to do tonight, so let's all settle down and get started. Uh, where's Kenny? Kenny? I saw him across the street in the sandwich shop. Oh. You should have seen him flirting, Jack. You know, they've got a new waitress over there. They have? Phil, come back here! <laughs> I never saw such a guy. Well, I'm hungry. If you're hungry, take a sandwich out of my bucket. <laughs> it's, under the, uh, it's under the piano, right next to my police dog. Oh, Jack, why do you have to bring that dog down here? Nobody's gonna steal your lunch. Oh, no? Take a good look at those drooling dipsy doodlers sitting there. <laughs> I need that dog all right. Say, Jack, why do you always bring your lunch to the studio anyway? Eighteen years ago, he lost a hat in a restaurant. Mary, I've been trying to forget that. So please. <laughs> Quiet, Baskerville. <laughs> Say, Mary, what were you saying before about Kenny? Well, he was in the sandwich shop trying to date up that new waitress. Uh -huh. He had three malted milks, two ice cream sodas, and a banana split before he got her first name. Ooh, goodness. How could he eat all that stuff? With a spoon. Ha, ha, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going home, that's all. I'm going home. Come on, Baskerville. What's the matter, Jack? I thought that was pretty quick thinking. Listen, Ezra. <laughs> I want you to cut out those ad-libs. You've started more bridge games in the middle of our program than anybody on it. <laughs> you know what kills me, Don? I work and slave over a script all week long. And then on Sunday, the Maharaja walks in and with three little words puts us right back on the Chautauqua circuit. <laughs> with a spoon. Well, it just came to me and I said it. And you know, folks, this just came to me. Oh, fine. As long as you have a spoon, get a dish, fill it with jello, and you'll have the most tempting gelatin dessert you've ever tasted in your life. Well, at least, Don, you're sophisticated. It is economical, easy to make, and comes in six delicious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Look for the big red letters on the box. Well, I don't know where we are now, so we might as well have a number. Play something, Phil. Hold it a minute. Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes? Is Phil Harris going to sing Three Little Fishes tonight? No, and who are you? Just a hungry college boy. Goodbye. <laughs> I wonder if the CCC boys could plant something on his head. Play, Phil. <laughs>
was Rose of the Rio Grande, played by Phil Harris and his Miracle Mile Music Manglers. <laughs> and just to be fair about it, I must admit that that number was very good. It was swell. I didn't think it was loud enough. Not loud enough? <laughs> Why, Phil, you've got three violins in your orchestra, which I know will be startling news to our listening audience. <laughs> They're plenty loud. Not for me. I got to put more brass in my band. More brass? Phil, you've got a trumpet player alone that Gabriel will have a tough time following. <laughs> and that last number, he blew a pompadour right up the back of my neck. <laughs> Just leave well enough alone, Phil. And now, folks... Just the same, I need more sock to my music, more volume. Why don't you put in a burglar alarm? That's all he needs. And now, folks... My band may sound all right oh. to you, Jack, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't hear enough brass. Phil, just pin your curls up over your ears and everything will be ducky. <laughs> now, let's get on with our show. Hey, Jack, look who just came in. Oh, yes, our sandwich shop, Casanova. Hello, Kenny. Hello, Jack. Boy, am I sick. Well, you should be sick. After three malted milks, two ice cream sodas, and a banana split. All of, all of that just to talk to a girl. I'm going out with her tonight if I feel better. Oh, you are, eh? Yeah, I got her phone number right here in this card. Gee, she's beautiful. Give me that number, Kenny. I'll hold it for you till you grow up. Come on, give it to me. I won't. You give me that or I'll tell your mother. All right. Here, you stool pigeon. It's more like it. Oh, Jack, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Mary, I only took that phone number away from Kenny because he's too young to be going out with girls. Well, you're too old, so give it a fill. <laughs> Oh, no. Come on, Jackson, make way for tomorrow. <laughs> Phil, you're not getting her number, and neither is Kenny. You think she'd like a fat boy? <laughs> what is this, a grab bag? Now, nobody's getting this girl's number, so forget it. Looks like she's stuck with Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> Mary, I'm merely holding her phone number because Kenny is too young. Let's see this. Oxford, seven, three. Kenny, is this a three or a five? Well, I'll tell you when I grow up. <laughs> Here, you can have it back. I was only kidding. Say, Kenny, old pal, I got an idea. Why don't you bring your girlfriend over to the Wilshire Bowl tonight? I'll let you lead my band. You better hang your girl in the check room, Kenny. <laughs> you said it, Mary. And how? You know, Jack, the last time I brought a girl over to Phil's place, Phil came home with us in a cab. Well, I bet you were plenty burned up, weren't you? I'll say I had to sit up front with the driver where I couldn't hear the radio. <laughs> Oh, so Phil got your girl, eh? Yeah. Well, Kenny, for your edification, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, he who introduces girlfriend to Phil Harris had better carry spare. <laughs> and now, kiddies, let's forget our love life and get on with the program. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, yesterday marked another running of that great annual turf classic, the Kentucky Derby. So for our play tonight... We are going well, by to... the way, Jack, did you place a bet on the big race yesterday? Yes, Don, I had $2 on the winner, Johnstown. I had a terrific hunch on him. That's Jack, all right. He throws away his money like a boomerang. <laughs> now, Mary, that horse wasn't so sure of winning. You didn't play him to win. Oh, that's right. I had him to show. <laughs> and getting, now, getting back to our play, as I was saying, folks, yesterday was the running of the Great Kentucky Derby. So tonight, the Benny Perry Mutual Players will present an original play dedicated to this outstanding event. This will go on. Uh, hey, is this a jello program? What? Why, Andy Devine, the old mayor of Van Nuys himself. Come on in. Hiya, bud. Well, uh, 
Hey, I haven't seen him in a long time. Andy, gee, I haven't seen you in weeks. So, uh, why don't you drop around once in a while? Well, I've been pretty busy on the farm, Buck. You know, it's spring, and I've been doing all the planting and plowing, and it's a lot of work for one man. I'll bet it is. Hey, well, doesn't your paw do anything on the farm? No, Buck, he's got a system. Oh. He makes cider in the fall, bottles it in the winter, drinks it in the spring, and sleeps all summer. <laughs> Well, at least he's happy. But, Andy, with all you got to do, I should think you'd try and get a little work out of your paw. Oh, I don't trust him, Buck. Last year, he took a couple of snorts and plowed up Highway 99. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you found time to come down to see us. Say, Andy, uh, how's your maw? Oh, she's fine, Buck. Pa took her up to the San Francisco Fair last week. Well, that was nice. He tried to get her a job with Sally Rand, but they turned her down. They turned her down? Why? She's got your trouble, Buck. Bow legs. <laughs> now, wait a minute. The next one on this program that says I've got bow legs has got to chase a pig through them. It's a cinch. Never mind. <laughs> Say, Andy, how do you happen to be in town today? Oh, I'll come down to pick up my girl. She just got a job across the street in that sandwich shop. In the sandwich shop? Cheapers, creepers, I'm cooked. <laughs> Serves you right, Kenny. Say, Andy, I don't suppose I ought to tell you this, but Kenny happens to have your girl's phone number. Let it ring, Buck. I'll answer it. <laughs> hey, you're pretty sharp. Well, now that you're here, Andy, I hope you can stick around because tonight we're doing a play about the Kentucky Derby. And I think we can find a spot in it for you. What do you say? Okay, Buck, I hope I'm a jockey. <laughs> We'll see, Andy. And now, folks, Kenny Baker, our young tenor, will sing... Uh, what are you going to sing, Kenny? Penny Serenade. It's a request. Oh, who requested it? Andy's girl, so I'm just going to sing it mediocre. Now, Kenny, you mustn't let your personal feelings influence your song. Remember, you're a trooper. You're right, Jack. I'll sing like I've never sung before. The show must go on! What a clock. You said it. Sing, Pagliacci. <laughs> my love song for a penny see 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 just a penny serenade once i strayed neath the window of a lovely lovely lady and she smiled while I softly played my penny serenade In her eyes shone the tender dawn Of love and sweet surrender As for me, in my heart I played a lover's serenade You can hear it for a penny See, see, see Just a penny serenade See, see, see Hear my love song for a penny See, see, see Just a penny serenade In a dream so divine She was mine No word had been spoken 
When I awoke from my dream, she was gone. My poor heart was broken. Still I pray that wherever she may be, she will remember in her heart. She will always hear my penny serenade. Kenny Serenade, sung by Kenny Baker. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we will bring you our tribute to the Kentucky Derby by presenting a little play in two scenes and three furlongs, entitled, Weather Clear, Track Fast, Fine Play, Bum Cast. <laughs> now, in this turf drama, we will all play the parts of horses. I mean, we will all play horses. <laughs> uh, pardon me, huh? This is silly. I'm not going to be a horse. Kenny, if I can get down on my hands and knees, you can. Only he can get up. Uh, I can get up, too, so don't be so smart. Well, that's settled. We're all going to be horses. I'd like to see somebody put a saddle on me. Quiet, El Chico. <laughs> and pin on your tail. I want this to be realistic. Now, before presenting this play, folks, I would like to announce that any resemblance to horses, living dead or under General Sherman... <laughs> is purely coincidental. The opening scene is the paddock at Churchill Downs, 20 minutes before the big race, where we find El Chico, Johnstown, Technician, Shaladon, Heather Broom, On Location, and all the other entries chewing the fat. Curtain. Music. We're horses now, folks. Oh, Shaladon, Shaladon. Yes, technician. You better lay off those oats. No, you've been putting on a lot of weight. Oh, I'm not so heavy. You're not. You're the only horse in this stable with a double chin, and you know it. <laughs> Say, Shaladon, look at El Chico over there with that curly mane of his. That's a finger wave if I ever saw one. What are you eating, El Chico? Corn. I thought so. <laughs> I, I suppose you think you're going to win today. Why, pal, my tail will be in your face all around that track. Oh, it will, eh? Yeah. Listen, El Chico, if your tail comes anywhere near my mouth, I'll bob it. <laughs> so watch out. Oh, hello, Heather Broom. What are you reading? A letter from my brother. He's with Borden's Dairy now. Oh. <laughs> uh, isn't he pulling that ice wagon anymore? No, he got cold feet. I see. Gee, I hope I don't wind up on a milk wagon. I hate those early hours. Well, Heather Broom, good luck to you today. Hey, Heather, what are you doing after the race tonight? Oh, nothing. Let's go over to the Blue Moon Livery Stable. They have a marvelous floor show. They have? Who's playing there? Fink's Mules. <laughs> oh, they're wonderful. There's a little brunette on the end. Well. How about going there with me tonight, Heather? It's a date. I've got a beautiful new blanket I'm going to wear. It's from Saks Bay Meadows. Now, wait a minute, El Chico. Heather has a date with me tonight, and I'm going to pick her up at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? You won't be coming into the stretch till 10. I won't, eh? 
They clocked me this morning, brother, and I heard my trainer say, if I get on the rail at the first turn, I'll jive right in. <laughs> so there. Hey, fellas, there's Johnstown over there. Gee, he's swell-headed. Yeah, he thinks he's smart because he's a favorite. Look at him getting a hoof cure <laughs> hmm. Who does he think he is, anyway? Well, here comes on location. Oh, yeah. Hiya, fellas. Hello, Juan. You think you've, uh, you think you've got a chance today? I will if it's a wet track. You know, I'm a terrific mutter. You should be. You don't know enough to come in out of the rain. <laughs> now, Heather. Well, I'm 40 to 1 today, Smarty. Well, that's nothing to brag about. It ain't, huh? I'd be 60 to 1 if people knew I had that banana split. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Shaladon, I told you to lay off those oats. Well, I'm starved. I know, but passing you on the track now is practically a detour. <laughs> My goodness. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Darn these flies. Get away from me, old horse fly. I want Shaladon. There's meat on him. <laughs> Scat! Shoot! Well, fellas, we still got a few minutes to kill before the race. What'll we do? How about pitching a game of horseshoes? Oh, I don't want to take them off just for that. <laughs> Say, who's that new white horse in the stall across the way? They just unloaded him this morning. Haven't you heard? That's Abdul III, an Arabian horse. Oh, an Arabian, eh? I must get acquainted. Hello, Abdul. Hello, stranger. My name is Technician. Uh, where are you from? I mean, what's your lineage? Are you alluding to me? Yes, where are you from? I'm out of Gefilte Girl by Bagel Boy. <laughs> oh, yes, I read about your family in the Breeders' Digest. Uh, you come from very good stock. Why, certainly. You ain't talking to our plug, you know. Well, I appreciate that. By the way, Abdul, why aren't you in the big race today? I should get high blood pressure for a bag of oats. Oh, come on, run in the race. No, not me, partner. Oh, come on, don't be so stubborn. I can't help it. I got mule blood in me. Well, you'd never know it. Hey, that's for us, fellas. We better get going. So long, Abdul. Good luck, technician. Gee, I'm nervous. Darn it, I can't find my blinkers. Gosh, my mane looks beautiful. I bet I get a big hand. El Chico, put down that mirror. You're a fine three-year-old. Look at those bags under your eyes. <laughs> Oh, come on, tails up, everybody. We're off to the race. Gee, hey, look at that crowd. We're sure packing them in today, eh? Well, folks, here come the horses up to the barrier, ready for the big race. Oh, it's a lovely day here at Churchill Downs. I wish you could see these beautiful bangtails prancing up to the post. Bangtails, I hate that word. <laughs> They're lining up, folks. There's Johnstown, the favorite, Shaladon, Heather Broom, El Chico, and on location. You didn't even mention me. Hey, move over, El Chico. You want the whole track? Quiet, you old gray mare. <laughs> I'm not a mare. Then take your hoof off your hip. <laughs> That's where the fly bit me. There's a little trouble down there, folks. Technician is glaring at El Chico. You're darn right I am. And now Heather Broom is acting up. Seems to be quite temperamental. What's the matter with you, Heather? Stop fidgeting. Well, my girdle's too tight. <laughs> That's a saddle. How are you going to run in those high-heeled shoes? Who's your blacksmith, anyway? I, Miller. Oh. I know him. He used to shoe my mother when she ran at Saratoga. The horses are calming down now. They're all lined up, all except one who's facing the wrong way. That's me, folks. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> yes, turn around. 
On location is back in line now, and it looks like we're going to have... Yikes! We're off! And there they go! They broke clean and fast, and Johnstown takes the lead, followed closely by El Chico. T.M. Dorset is third. Then comes Heather Broom, Viscounty, On Location, and Shaladon. Hey, what am I, an orphan? And oh, yes, there's Technician, puffing hard. I am not. Oh, folks, what a race. Johnstown is still in the lead by two lengths. El Chico second, Heather Broom third, and Technician is doing the best he can with those bow legs. I'd like to kick him right in the face. They're rounding the far turn now, folks, and coming into the stretch, Johnstown is leading by three miles. Don't exaggerate. Shaladon and Heather Broom are moving up. Looks like they're going to finish in the money. I'm going to finish in the money, too. You wouldn't if you ever spent any. Oh, yeah? Wow, look at that Johnstown run. He's still way in the lead. And look, folks, here comes Malicious on the outside. Malicious? He isn't even running. Quiet! They're nearing the finish line, folks. Here they come. They're crossing the wire. And here are the winners. Johnstown first by eight miles and six lengths. Shaladon second by a length and a half. Heather Broom third by a head. Technician fifth by a nose. I was robbed. And on location, last by courtesy of Mervyn Leroy. <laughs> Gee, I'm all in. And here's the winner, Johnstown, coming up to the microphone. Say something, Johnstown. Put the oats on, Ma. I'll be right home. <laughs> oh, what a race. Play, El Chico. Here's a dessert that's as gay and cheerful to look at as this year's new hats. It's very inexpensive, and it's quick and easy to make. Picture to yourself a gay yellow dessert bowl piled high with smooth, rich jello chocolate pudding decorated with fluffs of whipped cream and topped with bright red maraschino cherries. Yes, ma'am, it is a picture, and just as good to eat as it looks, for jello chocolate pudding brings you that old-fashioned homemade goodness. It has a perfect texture, a rich, tempting color, and it's as easy as can be to make. All three new Jell-O puddings are simple to prepare. The directions are in every package, and they cook in next to no time. And all three taste grand. Jell-O butterscotch pudding, rich with true butterscotch flavor. Jell-O vanilla pudding, delicate and creamy and tempting. Buy three packages at a time. Ask your grocer tomorrow for Jell-O chocolate, butterscotch, and vanilla pudding. The real homemade kind. last number of the 32nd program in the new Jell-O series. And we will be with you again next Sunday night at the same time when we will present our version of Pandro S. Berman's great RKO production, Gunga Dean. Don't miss it, folks. India, elephants, camels, soldiers, drums, bugles, and I will be Gunga Dean. You got nice legs for it. Quiet. Good night, folks. <laughs> Take the 
Sunday appearance on the Jello program through courtesy of Merlin Leroy Productions. <laughs> the selection Sing My Heart is from Love Affair. <laughs> this is the National Broadcasting Company. I hope you enjoyed our Hump Day Happy Hour edition of the podcast and those two great episodes from the Jack Benny Show, one of which featured the celebrated supposed feud between Jack Benny and Fred Allen, which was actually just a stunt. Tune in on Friday when we bring you another edition of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast, this time presenting a show by listener suggestion. Everyone stay safe and remember, laughter really is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. La, 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 la,